With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me. I hope that you are having fantastic Mondays, even though I know, I know for a lot of you, tax day. Today, when you have to cut some big checks and you look around and say, what in the world am I getting for all this money I'm sending to the federal government? It's why I, uh, as dad, uh, instituted tax dad taxes early on my boys' lives. They've got a great meal. They're enjoying their french fries. Boom, you never know when the dad tax is going to strike. Pizza's there. They think, oh, everything's all here for me. Nope. Dad might swoop in and take a bite every now and then. That's how I taught my boys about taxes. You work hard. You've got something that's in your possession that you're super excited to control. And then, boom, the dad tax hits. Well, today is tax day. But I want to give credit because I was ecstatic. And I don't even want to hear when this thing gets stayed or overturned or Uh, appealed or whatever the process is going to be, I just want to give a shout out right now to uh, the news that is out there. A federal judge has thrown out the federal mask mandate for transportation, ruling that it is unlawful uh, because, uh, and again, this is U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell, a Donald Trump appointee. Uh, She is a Florida-based federal district court judge. Uh, So far, there has not been an official announcement that the Biden administration is going to appeal her ruling. I have got this open right in front of me. I was reading some of the some of the uh, some of her opinion. Uh, It is uh, it is the right decision. Okay, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am telling you right here and now that in the years ahead. Just as, let's say, nowadays, if you're around my age, you might watch old 1950s and 1960s movies or, uh, or stories that are set back then and you see people smoking on the airplane and you think to yourself, how in the world was smoking on an airplane ever allowed? So, similarly, your kids or grandkids are going to see movies that are set in this COVID era. And they're going to say to you, wait a minute, Dad, Mom. Wait a minute, Grandma and Grandpa. You're telling me that they required you to wear masks on airplanes, but you could pull it down to eat or drink? And you weren't required eventually to wear a mask anywhere else in your whole state except when you walked into an airport or got on an airplane. And by the way, it also applies for trains. And you guys all did that? How dumb were you? And the answer is going to be, a lot of us were really, really dumb. And let's just be clear about this. If you are still wearing a mask 
And if you think that that mask is protecting you, you are an imbecile who does not understand basic science. However, your being an imbecile does not mean that you can no longer wear a mask. You have the right to continue to wear a mask forever if you would so desire. You can virtue signal to the ends of the earth. You can even combine your mask and turn it into a Ukraine flag so that not only are you virtue signaling with your mask, you're virtue signaling with your Ukraine mask. How little can you do to actually make a difference in the world? Well, you too can have a Ukraine mask and you can wear it forever. Or you can switch your mask to whatever the other thing that becomes popular on the internet is whenever that becomes popular. But here's the deal. The rest of us, those of us who actually look at data and understand science, know that there has been no basis for wearing a mask for years now, that it hasn't provided us any protection. The CEOs of all of the airlines have written to the Biden administration saying it makes no sense. The CEOs of American Airlines and Southwest Airlines actually testified under oath that the mask mandate made no sense. They sat down, raised their right hands under oath and swore before Congress that there was no basis to wearing a mask on an airplane. It doesn't make any sense. You know this. Right now, In the state of Tennessee where I live, you aren't required to wear a mask anywhere in the entire state except for when you go into an airport. That is the only place that you have to wear a mask. You can sit in crowded concerts indoors. You cannot wear a mask everywhere in the entire state. But when you enter into an airport terminal, they are requiring you to wear a mask. And when you sit down on an airport airplane, which has the greatest air filtration system anywhere, it's probably the safest place you could be during COVID, you are also required to wear a mask. It makes no sense. And so thank you to this heroic Florida judge. It's probably not a surprise that she is a Trump appointee because she is willing to actually look at the arbitrary and capricious nature of which this mask ruling is occurring. Uh, And what she said is in her ruling, uh, the court concludes the mask mandate exceeds the CDC's statutory authority and violates the procedures required for agency rulemaking under the APA. Accordingly, the court vacates the mandate and remands it to the CDC. And again, I'm almost hesitant to even look at updates to see what the actual uh, ruling is here uh, in terms of the appeal or how quickly the Biden administration uh, is, uh, is going to apply it. But this is a heroic, unbelievable, fantastic, utterly perfect story uh, that we have uh, that we have gotten been gifted with today. Thank you to the heroic Florida judge. Uh, the mask mandate makes no sense. And let me just point this out, by the way. 
The mask mandate also makes no sense even from the CDC where they are inconsistently applying logic, right? Because the CDC is simultaneously telling us Title 42 no longer needs to be influenced, uh, implemented sorry, at the federal border because COVID is no longer a substantial threat. Therefore, we're effectively opening up the southern border and letting anybody who wants to come across the southern border come across. That's effectively what the Biden administration is doing. And while they are simultaneously saying that for non-citizens, they are saying for citizens, meanwhile, you, you poor peons, you, everyone who is on an airplane, you have an obligation to continue to wear your mask in an, aer- in an airport and on an airplane. It makes absolutely zero sense. There is no way to justify it. It is pure madness. And I give credit to the Florida judge who has struck down that mask mandate. Uh, a couple of other different things that are going on right now. Uh, the Boston Marathon, I believe, is done for the day. I 100 billion percent disagree or disagree with their decision to not allow Russian and Belarusian runners to compete in uh, the Boston Marathon. This is nonsense. First of all, we don't know what those runners actually think about the invasion of Ukraine, and they have no influence, arguably, at all over the decisions that are being made by Vladimir Putin. So why should you hold them responsible for the decisions that are being made by their government? Plus, they aren't representing the country, right? There's a little bit of a different argument you could make if it's uh, if it is FIFA, if it's the International Olympic Committee. If you are the representative of a government, then that becomes a more challenging decision, I think, right? Uh, and in fact, I said, hey, I don't think we should have gone to Beijing and bent the knee and allowed Beijing to host the 2020, uh, 2021 or whatever it was, 2022, I guess, right? 2022 um, Olympics. I don't think that was the right decision. And that is based on it being an official state action. The country is making that choice. We're talking about individual athletes who wish to come here and compete in an American athletic event. I don't think that's right. I think it was a poor move by the Boston Marathon I think it's an awful precedent going forward that you hold individual citizens of countries responsible for the choices that the larger country makes. Uh, And I think it's incredibly arbitrary and capricious the way that this rule was applied. I'm glad the Boston Marathon is back to essential normalcy, but the idea uh, of what they did there, I think, is is the wrong choice. Uh, A couple of other things that are going on out there. Uh, Apple. It appears that Apple is going to buy DirecTV's Sunday NFL ticket package. And if you're not familiar with the uh, Sunday NFL ticket, basically what that does, NFL Sunday ticket, basically what the NFL Sunday ticket does is if you're living in a different city than where the local team lives. So for instance, I live in Nashville. Every uh, Sunday, we're going to get the Tennessee Titans game even if you're not a Titans fan. So if you live here and you're a Falcons fan, or you live here and you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, or you live in San Francisco and you're a big Buffalo Bills fan, you're going to get the local team in all those markets. So in order to watch at home, by and large, you need the NFL Sunday ticket. 
And most of the time, you have needed, in order to have somewhat close to live streaming, you've needed the DirecTV NFL Sunday ticket. Now, you can watch the NFL uh, Red Zone, places where they go and show you scoring, but you're not able to watch your favorite team. You might have to go to a sports bar or whatever that might be. Now, word is, according to reports, that Apple is going to buy the NFL Sunday ticket. And so, basically, there's no reason why any sports fan would need to buy DirecTV anymore. Because right now, for the past decade or more, DirecTV has had exclusive access to the NFL Sunday ticket, which allows you to see out-of-market NFL games. Now, I think the marketplace will be far more substantial. For instance, I have Apple TV. I would buy the NFL Sunday ticket through Apple. I would never, I've never had DirecTV at my house here. We did have DirecTV down at my Florida place. But I would never buy DirecTV just to get the NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, because I'm not willing to have satellite television. Uh, I would, however, buy the NFL Sunday ticket on Apple TV. So I think this is a pretty good move by the NFL. It's also emblematic of these big tech companies, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, now starting to make a move into the sports arena. And this matters because those companies are massive and theoretically could have a more substantial toehold in uh, the world of sports as we continue to move forward given how substantial and how large uh, those have all become. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Colin Kaepernick went on a former NFL players podcast. I believe it's Brandon Marshall alongside of other former NFL players. Uh, He went on and begged for an NFL job as a backup. Colin Kaepernick did. Now, this comes just six months after Colin Kaepernick equated the NFL with slavery in his Netflix special. He's begging for a job. I believe even said he would be willing to work as a backup. I don't really have any problem with Colin Kaepernick getting a job, but I wonder why his tune has changed so substantially in such short order. Why is he suddenly saying, I'm willing to work as a backup? Is his money vanishing? Does he need money? Is his relevance and influence plummeting? What is going on that Colin Kaepernick is suddenly begging so aggressively for a backup job in the NFL? And uh, I kind of welcome it because his martyrdom is over. Colin Kaepernick doesn't matter anymore if he's standing on a sideline holding a clipboard, not even good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, which is where I think his skill set would be. So what in the world is he trying to gain here? 
it doesn't really logically add up the situation, the arguments that he's putting himself out there for. But again, in the space of six months, he's gone from arguing the NFL is modern day slavery to begging for a job. I guess he wants to be a slave again. What is telling, however, is how few people in sports media will even point out the nonsensical and inconsistent logic based behind Colin Kaepernick at this point. No one will even point it out, hardly, other than me and OutKick. Uh, Over the weekend, speaking of football, uh, I was down in Birmingham, met a lot of listeners, a lot of viewers, a lot of uh, OutKick fans down there, and uh, the USFL made its debut. Uh, Entertaining game between Birmingham and New Jersey, two old-school USFL games. Lots of fantastic work being done by Fox and NBC people. Over 3 million people watched the debut of the USFL, which went head-to-head against the NBA playoffs. And that was a heck of a debut. Decent crowd, even though the weather wasn't ideal, uh, for Birmingham for the Stallions game there. Birmingham wins late 28-24. And I actually think this version of spring football, I've been a longtime proponent that spring football could make sense. I actually think the way this business is modeled, Fox owns the entire USFL. Uh, So it is a different model than has existed in the past for spring football, meaning with Fox owning the entirety of the USFL, they can put on, in, in partnership with NBC, all of these games. They're locating them all in Birmingham so they don't have to worry about the expense of having eight different stadiums of traveling teams all over the country, makes it way more efficient. Now, they're moving the playoffs to Ohio, to Canton, uh, for where the Hall of Fame stadium is. But I'm optimistic, as I have been for a long time, that there is a market and remains a market for spring football, given the competition going on with Major League Baseball and with the NBA playoffs. I think people like football enough that if the quality of play is fairly solid, that there will be a lot of people who are willing uh, to watch and consume this spring football league. Uh, Good game. I watched the end of it between the Boston Celtics and uh, the uh, the Brooklyn Nets going on right now in Boston. It's a two-versus-seven matchup in the East. And Kyrie Irving hit a big three that it looked like was potentially going to win the game until Jason Tatum hit a layup essentially at the buzzer. And after the game, Kyrie Irving was asked about why he was throwing up birds sometimes at Boston Celtics fans. I am a Kyrie Irving fan now because he refused to get the COVID shot, which was totally unnecessary for anyone in uh, in his age range based on their overall health. And he stuck to his guns until New York City blinked and allowed him to return to uh, to the court. And by the way, we should mention that I saw where uh, the Broadway plays, they've evidently been holding out all the way up until May 1st. They've been demanding that people show proof of COVID shots in order to be able to attend a Broadway play while they are going to maintain mask mandates, which is crazy for Broadway plays. Uh, given the fact, as we were talking about on the Clay and Buck show, that pretty much everybody going to a Broadway play is going out to dinner or drinks either before or after that play. 
So the idea that you're somehow in danger in a theater in a way that you wouldn't be in danger at dinner or uh, in a bar or restaurant never has made any sense at all. But uh, what I believe is interesting here is I'm going to support Kyrie to the bitter end now because he was right, in my opinion, on the COVID shot. But Kyrie and Boston have a star-crossed relationship. Celtics fans, not fans of Kyrie Irving. And he threw up a bird to them uh, during the course of the game. And I don't really have a problem with this. I understand some people are like, oh, he should be the bigger man. He shouldn't pay attention. But if they're going to be coming after him, I don't really have a problem with him letting the fans know that he really doesn't like them occasionally. Now, I also understand why the NBA might have to fine him for what he did, but Kyrie certainly is not concerned with fines. If he were, he would have gotten the COVID shot a long time ago. And I actually think it makes it more entertaining when you know that a player truly doesn't like the city that he's competing against uh, because a lot of times guys uh, will fake it or they just don't care because they make so much money. Uh, To me, this is a uh, Kyrie versus the Celtics is a pretty great rivalry. And that was a really entertaining first-round game. It was the most entertaining first-round game uh, in the entirety of the NBA. I didn't watch a lot of them because a lot of them were blowouts. uh, But I watched the end of that game. Finally, if you haven't been paying attention, this battle that is going on right now, which is significant, between Elon Musk and Twitter is the biggest battle over the First Amendment that I believe exists right now uh, going on anywhere uh, in the world of the United States. And it's kind of brought everything to a head. Well, Jack Dorsey, who used to be the CEO of Twitter, sent a bunch of tweets over the weekend, which were uh, which were interesting to say the least, having to do with the Twitter board in particular, of which he is a member. Again, uh, Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, for $54.20 a share. It's about 30 minutes left in the trading day right now. And Twitter stock has gone up almost $3 today, which suggests it's a 6% gain that either people are thinking, hey, Elon may be able to complete this acquisition or uh, or potentially uh, there is a white knight bidder there is someone else sitting out there on the periphery who may be interested in actually buying this uh, buying this company instead of Elon Musk. So far, that has not gone public. Uh, but if you pay attention to it, if you pay attention to the way this is going on, maybe a shareholder lawsuit before all is said and done, and there could be some legitimacy to support that shareholder uh, a lawsuit just based on what Elon Musk, who is still one of the board members said. Uh, He said uh, that it's consistently been the dysfunction of the company uh, that has, uh, referring to the board, that is. He said that, uh, that there was a history of the Twitter board having plots and coups and how the history of the company could, quote, be made into a Hollywood thriller one day. Uh, He also said, good boards don't create good companies but a bad board will kill a company every time. Jack Dorsey responded big facts to that. Uh, and it turns out uh, that, uh, that when he was asked whether or not he should be sharing these opinions, given the fact that he's still on the Twitter board, he responded, no. Uh, are you allowed to say this? This was over the weekend. 
no, says Dorsey. Now, uh, Dorsey only owns 2.25% of the overall company right now at Twitter. That is below uh, Musk's 9% share. You'll remember that a poison pill was put into place which would keep anyone from having over 15% of the company without facing a severe share dilution issue. So, the uh, drama, uh, the excitement, of what is to come going forward in terms of Elon Musk's pursuit of Twitter. The company's stock is still about $6 below where he has offered to purchase it. Uh, And again, that is uh, as we sit here getting ready for uh, the close of business on uh, Monday, the close of stock trading. Not a lot of drama, at least so far, associated with this. So uh, we will see what exactly Uh, is going on for that respect. So, appreciate all of you. Uh, I uh, will be on Clay and Buck tomorrow. Encourage you to all go download it. Make sure you don't miss a single moment of the show. I appreciate all of your support for OutKick. I love that Audio Guy is suddenly in love with me over us having perfect audio again for the program. Uh, You can go give us five stars if you've been Audio Guy and you've been upset about how uh, the audio feed has been working. Uh, you can uh, go uh, way in there. Appreciate all of you watching all of our clips on YouTube. Fantastic, huge audience. I love all of you guys. And as always, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been OutKick, the show.